Allentown, Bethlehem, Easton, and sometimes Emmaus. Welcome to the Lehigh Valley with Love Podcast. Hey, this is George. A couple of housekeeping items. We are going to begin bringing the audio podcast back online. We have some video podcasts that you can check out, so we're going to do both. We're going to have both the video and audio. We also have Leah Valley with Love After Dark, which goes live on our Facebook channel every weeknight at 6.30. So if you want to find out more information, please hit us up on Facebook, on LeahValleyWithLoveMedia.com or LeahValleyWithLove.com. And if you would like to get in touch, please email us at info at lehighvalleywithlovemedia.com. Today's show is great. We have Daniel Brunner from Weyerbacher Brewing. Hey, hey. Uh, <laughs> like rubbing it in. She's like, don't worry. I brew all the beer, so I get to bring it home. You yep. guys have to come get it. Um, th- this is going to be fun. We get to talk beer, and I'm all about that. Danielle? Brunner from Weyerbacher, a brewer. Hello. Thank you for joining us. I'm about to get educated. Of course. I love it. Let's do it. So how are you doing? How, how, is, how have things been in the brewing world? I know you guys have like a combination tasting room brewery, but how has it been for you these last two months? Um, well, with everything that's going on, you know, it's affecting businesses all over. It's not the greatest situation. And, um, you know, we've kind of gone through some turmoil over the past year. We're on the up and up. So this kind of like threw a wrench into the gears. But, you know, we're, we're getting back to where we would like to be, for sure. Cool. And you have a little bit of beer there. Before we go any further, can I just see it? Can I see, see what? beer that you have? <laughs> Your beer. <laughs> oh, well, I actually brought a throwback with me here. This is Quad. It's one of our more popular seasonal offerings. Um, I'm having a little bit right now. Looks like an IPA. Is that right? No, no, no. It's a Belgian-style quadruple, so it's kind of dark and rich. It's 11.8%, very, like, caramelly, figgy, uh, best-served kind of warm, 50 to 55. It's perfect. It's kind of like a dessert-ish beer. Um, But it's it's definitely... Yeah, it's a popular one because if anyone's familiar with Weyerbacher, we do big. We're known for big, huge, obnoxious beers. I'm not saying that's bad, but... I have a story about one. You ready? So let's do it. Let's hear it. When I was like early 20s, you know, you're out of college, you have a job, I can go out. So we'd go out to Steel Garden at the time was the... And it still is. Um, We'd go play pool, try to be cool, maybe like mingle. And we'd always get Weyerbacher Mary Monks because oh, yeah. I could never get, I would never, I could never get through three of them because we were so poor, you know, you're 20 something. So we knew if right. we got the Weyerbachers, we could not spend a ton, but still feel really good. And right. that would be it. So that was they're, my plan of attack. Efficient. Yeah, efficient. Get you efficiently like drunk you yeah. know, pretty quickly. But it was funny. <laughs> yeah. But, no, but that, that's my Weyerbacher story. And since then I've grown to, you know, appreciate it for more than just um, trying to drink quickly. It's drink to get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They're definitely not beers for that. I mean, you could do that, but I don't. 
advise right. that. No, kid yeah, at they're all. not. Yeah. Everybody, so, what kind of? Sorry, Tyler. Go ahead. Everybody wants to drink responsibly. That's our. That's our main message. That's we, it. That's we, it. But it, this is cool. We have a. We have a brewer amongst us. You know, that's kind of like to me. That's like kind of like talking to an astronaut. You know, I talking to somebody that brews beer. <laughs> like, well, I yeah, always, I always like, fun. I like it a lot. So, what type of beer is your favorite? Danielle? Well, that is yeah. tough to say. I am actually not a huge fan of Belgian beers, believe it or not. Um, I the yeast strain imparts this very like sweet sweet quality to it in a lot of the beers and I can appreciate them. They're not my favorite. I really lean more towards anything super dry. Um, <laughs> IPAs, I'm more leaning toward like the West Coast style, super piney, like dank IPAs or anything dry, kind of on the sour mean? side as well. What is it? What is it? I think I know what dry red wine is, but what's dry beer? Uh, so basically that like that the IPAs. feeling you get on the tip of your tongue where you're like, you know, like I, I need to drink more. It's yeah. kind of like a sharpness, uh -huh. I guess. Like it doesn't, it it doesn't leave like a sweet like layer lingering on your tongue. And bitterness can go hand in hand with that. Man, yeah. yeah. I like just watered down beer. Is that bad? Like I just enjoy uh, no. a good Pilsner. I'm not saying yeah. you know, a particular – we went to a, um, an Oktoberfest in New Jersey, which matters. Mm -hmm. But they had – I forget which pilsners they were, and I'm going to try to remember. I have the uh, the things downstairs. But those were the type of beers where like, I could drink this all day and just sit yep. here and not drink you, a Mary Monks you, and be done. And right. If you ask any – well, mostly any brewer, and this is just from what I've heard uh, you know, from talking to other people in the industry – you know, we'll brew beers that, you know, speak to all different types of people, whatever. Uh, but really, at the end of the day, when we're done working and we're all sweaty and covered in malt dust and or yeast or whatever it is. And now, a word from our sponsor. Throughout your life, you've worked hard to save money and build wealth while at the same time providing for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Working with Walter Investment Partners of Janie Montgomery Scott will help you create a financial blueprint designed to address your needs for planning, protecting, and preserving assets for you and your future generations. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your financial plan will be at work for you and your family. Contact us today. We look forward to working with you. I mean, I know I can speak for myself and probably a lot of other people, like I said, but yeah, Pilsner is great. Like, I'm not going to lie. I love Pat's Blue Ribbon. That's kind of my jam. Uh, it's just e an easy go-to. Or Ham's Yingling is, you know, pretty, you yeah. know, crushable as well. So, you know. Ham's, man. That's it's, good beer. Yeah. <laughs> it, it gets diverse. You so know? When you're what time is it? Okay. You're, you're uh, well, it's a <laughs> coronavirus time so you know everybody <laughs> so well i asked my wife i'm like is it a, well this was on on sa saturday though so i don't feel bad but i did break the noon rule do, do you guys follow that noon, noon rule or no i guess it doesn't uh, matter anymore. i was well, allowed um, to break it it was a good time I'm irrelevant right now yeah i guess you're right <laughs> we're, tyler we're, what's your favorite beer i don't even know i'm ipa i'm an ipa guy strong actually i probably would like that it's funny, when I first turned 21, we went to Shangy's, a couple of my friends, mm -hmm. right? And we 
wanted to seem like we were sophisticated drinkers. So we bought this case of, I'll never forget it. It was called Old Leg Humper and it was chocolate stout and it was like 14%. And we went oh, to my friend's yeah. house in Lehigh and had the weirdest night of our lives. Cause we, it was just four dudes drinking super potent chocolate stout. And, uh, that was the last time I had it. So, but since then, like you, you, you realize what you like, like that, we were just shopping for like, Oh, what, like, what is that guy? That, that guy looks like he knows beer. Let's go over and pretend we know beer, but right. I'm 32. I've kind of, uh, I found my own taste. I like, uh, IPAs. I, I like, you know, summer beers too, you know? Yeah. So, anyway. Same. But when you, so uh, you're, you're, a brewer, you're a brewer, right? And that's what you, that's what you're doing over there. You're brewing the beer. Why yeah, did you ask how you got among, interested among in other that? things? What's mm-hmm. that? What, how, what was your, what was, what's your story of how you got into brewing? I'm curious about that. Um, so I was born and raised in Easton. Um, so that's, I just wanted to put that at the forefront. Is that, is that the end of the story? I was born yeah, and raised in why. Easton. So I became a brewer. Prison set. <laughs> no, but uh, actually I heard like this was uh, about six years ago now. Um, I heard for, through the grapevine that they were hiring for someone in the visitor center, which at the time, uh, the state of PA, you weren't allowed to sell pints, you know, like beer to sit down and have in the production facility, whatever, Pennsylvania and their weird laws. Uh, but anyway, I started out there and then went to the packaging line. Then I became one of the managers at the tap room. We started serving pints, went back to packaging, went to the cellar, did brewing. So basically I got inspired by working behind the bar and learning a great deal and learning how to give tours and just obtaining all this information that I decided to like do a six month uh, long, um, I'm sorry, distance learning program. So I never actually went to the school and banged that out in six months, got a certificate and also learned a great deal just from being there and the experience. So I guess really long story short is just being submersed in it was really inspiring. And I like the processes and that was always very intriguing. So, and you know, it's beer and beer is yeah, fun I mean, it's not, and it's, it brings people together and yeah. it's, you know, it's just wonderful. I know I did a, a I, I was just over there kind of not long. I think it was right. I think it might've been Valentine's day. I did a benefit show for the Leah Valley center of independent living. We did a comedy show there. Okay. Oh yeah. 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 I was not and, there, but I knew it happened. Yeah, um, <laughs> And I had a couple beers that night, but it, it was cool to see, you know, all the, basically you could follow the beer from where it begins to the tap, right? Right in that building. Yeah. yeah. And is that kind of how you got interested? You were serving beer and then you, you know, like, well, where does this come from? And then you find, you could follow right. it right back. And like when I started there, um, no, I will not lie. I did not know a great deal about the process or anything. I just, you know, I was like, beer is good. You know, <laughs> I, I, I'd like to like learn this. more about this. Yeah. So, I mean, working with the tap room being directly in the production facility and it's such a small, almost like family-esque like vibe with the, like everyone who's employed there. So, you know, I got to like shadow a bunch and uh, just go up and ask questions. And it wasn't just limited to staying behind the bar and having your talking points standing behind the bar and, and, uh, you know, speaking with customers, it went far beyond that. And 
they really allowed me to like spread my wings and fly and give me a chance to learn everything and, you know, kind of just put me where I am now, which is, you know, it's pretty cool. What is, <laughs> what is the, uh, what's your favorite part of the brewing process? My favorite what's part? part you? Like somebody that like, I'm, I, I, I'm just a beer drinker. I don't know much about the process. Right. What would surprise me about it? You know what surprised me about the process? You know, Danielle doesn't know this, but I grew up in the middle of nowhere. Um, when you're inside, at least when I was in Weyerbacher, and I mean this in the best way possible, it smells like a farm because yeah, of the no. because of the, um, the the grain, like the the quality yeah. of the ingredients, and that was something that struck me because. You know, that's a smell you don't usually equate. I don't know. I equated that with a farm, and then in there, it made sense. I don't know. Right. It, it, yeah. it seemed natural to me and good. It was like a good yeah, yeah. smell. It, yeah, it's, uh, it definitely is reminiscent of farm scent, <laughs> but, you know, you get used <laughs> to it. <laughs> yep. And what's, so what's going on there now? Like, you guys obviously aren't able to open much, but you do have pickup. What is it? What's the... Right. So uh, basically what we're doing is just uh, takeout and takeout option. We are doing an online ordering service, which you can find on all of our social medias, you know, Instagram, Facebook, um, all that good stuff. Um, so basically like with the whole COVID-19 thing occurring right now, we are offering first responders. So like, you know, medical personnel, EMTs, uh, and the like, they're all getting 20% off their orders, their to-go orders, which is cool. Just kind of like show us some, some type of, uh, identification as far as that goes. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been, it is. the, yeah, the, the business has been, it's been steady, which is good, but I feel like we're not the only ones in this position. You know, everyone's kind of trying to figure things out and how they can make the best of this whole situation with us not being able to have all of our events, our music, our food trucks, this and that, which we are trying to work on that and test the waters with the food truck thing and see how that goes. But everything is kind of up in the air, like I said. So, you know, we're just kind of going day by day. <laughs> right. I mean, if you asked us uh, two months ago, would we be having a Zoom call talking about this? We never would have thought of this. So the fact right. that you guys are so you gotta adapt. You're making the best of it. Yeah. Right. And you guys are in, uh, you. you have your, where's your location? We are at 905 Line Street. Uh, it's way tucked away in the back of Southside Easton. Um, it's oh, right off worry. of 78, though. What's that? This is, Tyler, this is Tyler's favorite part of the show. Hold on. You'll see in a minute. Okay. This is my least favorite part of everything. Oh, no. Yeah, he, he hates this. We get to go on a tour. All right. Oh, well, now yeah. it makes sense because we asked where it was. Sometimes Georgia just well, like, random wall. Yeah. <laughs> I love Google Maps. It's like one of my favorite. I will just spend time going on Google Maps. But so, so people yeah. who aren't, you know, you're 78. It, it is, it's a unique part of uh, Easton, you know? Yeah. Like I said, it's definitely tucked away. There's not much foot traffic. Um, it's a weird, like, industrial park. Yeah. Like situation, you know, like a lot of breweries. But back here is really nice because you have this space up here. that's like a parking lot area. Right. Don't you use that? Yeah. Yeah, we, we use that for parking right now. And we have yeah. kind of like on the right there, there's like a little alleyway right. that you can usually post up and sit and hang out and uh, play games like Quates and Cornhole and all that 
fun stuff, but obviously that's not occurring at the moment. Yeah. Is there yeah. Is all production halted right now? Are you guys? Not no, in- nope. Uh, so we're considered essential. Whoop, pretty great. So we do go in and we can still, you know, go in, make the beer, you know, brew the beer, do all the cellar work. Basically the whole process uh, we can still, you know, we can work with it right now as long as we're wearing, you know, our PPE, right. our masks. Um, and I, there's- I don't want to get, so I don't want to get into like specifics or anything with, with sales and everything, but everybody's still drinking beer, you know? So unfortunately oh, yeah. maybe the restaurants and the bars who aren't able to be open, that's not good. But no. the places that make the beer, you know, they still have to make it. So at least on that end, mm-hmm. And, I, and people are thanking you, like, thank right. you that you can still make beer because it's been right. something that, you know, is helping people get through this. Exactly. And, you know, if they're going to sit around all day, and actually, you know what the best part about it is, I think this is really opening people's minds to um, supporting more business locally, which is a wonderful thing. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I think that's probably the best part of all of this. And it doesn't, you know, when that happens, and not that people didn't know that you guys had a great product, but some people might support, might be like, oh, I'm going to go buy some Weyerbacher beer that are local. And then for the first time they try and like, oh, shit, this is good. Where have I been this whole time, right? So you might be gaining fans through this, you know, local initiative, which is great. Yeah, everyone is having like, they're experiencing kind of like a different perspective on life as we know it so yeah absolutely that's that's a positive in a community base like i can't wait to go back like the thought of having outdoor quates and you know in the summer Mm -hmm. and music going like that's something i'm looking forward to big time and i think a lot of other people are i think some you know there's not going to be um a shortage of places to do that when we're all able to safely you know head back out definitely not (laughs) Yeah. People are going stir crazy. How long have you been bro- been in the brewing? Like, how long have you been doing it? Like, how, like, and you what? said six years, right? When that's when I started. I've been, oh, okay. I guess yeah, yeah. you could say, technically on the brew side of things since like late 2017. So it hasn't been a super long time. So I'm, I'm learning every day. But you know, we all do. There's always you'll that, never know everything. Is that some? Is that you know, the day to day in a in a brewery, are you is do you have any like crazy stories? Any funny like, oh my god, do, is this like I don't know near misses or like how hit or miss is <laughs> it? You know what I mean? Like it's got to be hectic, because like, you're working with all these moving parts, right? Oh yeah, right. And there's a lot of variables that come into play. Like sometimes things go awry when you don't plan on it, and then you have to like think on your feet real quick and, and figure it out. So like, for instance, the one time, and this is kind of a process story, but basically we do pilot batch beers. Um, so small amount, they're about four barrels, whereas our big system produces 40 barrels. Um, so I forget what exactly the beer was, but basically we had a bunch of, I think it was lemon peel in like a, uh, like a cheesecloth bag to kind of like impart some flavors on the cold side in the fermenter. And uh, we were trying to pull it out because we wanted to purge some of the yeast out before we transferred it over to get ready to carbonate up 
and then to keg and to serve. So basically we're trying to pull this bag out and we we're taking a bunch of videos of it. Basically it came out and it shot yeast <laughs> everywhere. I had to take a shower there. Me and me and my one old coworker, we had to take showers. We were covered in yeast and we actually had to take a tri clamp off the bottom that held the, the valve on. So we took that off. It shot out. I had to like grab a gasket and try to like shove the valve back on and flip the clamp on there. That was interesting. Uh, so what do you smell out. like after that? It, does does, it, it that, does that smell? No, bad. all right. I don't think it, it lasted like for a couple of days. Yeah. It like <laughs> was stuff like flying everywhere, like spraying everywhere. It was spraying everywhere. Like I wish I could pull up for the video right now because it was hilarious. <laughs> That's what like, I imagine happens. Like if Tyler, if Tyler's brewer for a day. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. Well, I did cool. it I, like maybe six years ago. We did a home brew for some show I was doing, uh, a Glenn, Glenn Tickle show, and he, we, me, and my the other uh, writer brewed our own beer, right? Yeah. And then we got to drink it lot like on the show. I've never tasted something worse in my life. Your beer? <laughs> my beer. My beer was almost, almost undrinkable. Oh, I thought you'd have like beginner's luck. No. Yeah. Not me. Yeah, that's why yeah. I'm so uh, interested in the process because there's there's a lot of like you said moving parts even in just the brewing part of it, and if you don't control certain things about the environment, how you handle certain raw materials, you can really screw it up, or yeah. you can have beginner's luck. But really, it's it's best to be, have uh, you know be, be paying a lot of attention yeah. to every step of the way, what you're doing to, especially working in a production facility, uh, production brewery, we have to make sure things are consistent, Yeah. especially with our, you know, our flagship beers, the Merry Monks, the Blithering Idiot, the Tiny. Um, and then that's when the pilot beers are kind of like our fun experimental type beers, uh, which we're actually, we should have one, a new one out by the end of this month. It's going to be a variation of our whip beer, uh, I brewed one of my own versions last year, but it's going to be a little bit different than both, but I thought it would be a good offering with it being, you know, spring, summer-ish time. So that's something. Is that how that, that works? Go ahead, Todd. Yeah, can you talk about what it's going to, like, taste like or what's in it? Um, so I'm still <laughs> – I basically have the, the recipe down, but I'm just trying to figure out how much of each thing I want to put in. Like, I'm definitely going to – Incorporate some orange peel, some lemon peel, maybe even some grapefruit. Um, See, no, that's, I'm down for this. Yeah, well, that's going to be a. Figure out the recipe. What's that? Right there. Like, how do you figure out the recipe for a beer? Like, try you just trial and error. What works? What? Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. So, let me um, let me ask this. And, and Tyler's question, but how does that process even begin? Do you? Is there like a Hey, every January we sit down and decide are we going to make new beers, or is it like a random Thursday? You're like, you know what? This tastes good. I'm going to start a whole new beer. Like, where where does that start? So, things are operating a little bit differently than they used to. With that being said, with our small batch beers, it's kind of like I have an idea. Do we have the raw materials to do it? If we do, can we get them? If we can, can we do it? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, but we're trying to plan more things out. We're, what we're really focused on right now is sticking to our core beers. Like I said, the Merry Monks, the Blithering Idiot and the Tiny, um, because that's really at the end of the, at the end of the day, what everybody is looking for, because that's our thing. Um, but yeah, we definitely have like brewers meetings, production meetings to talk about, 
you know, future plans for future beers and future events and things like that. For example, our anniversary party, which we normally hold every June. Um, obviously, right now that's uh, postponed. Right. Um, so, you know, uh, once we have more on that, we'll, you know, make sure everybody is aware. Have you been in contact with maybe other brewers who are maybe your size or small brewers and has there been communication among them or is it kind because of, i even know like i feel like an, i'm on an island a little bit here um right do you mean like during this time period now yeah i don't know like i just wonder if like if if there if you've talked to other brewers if they're going through the same things or if it's just you're focusing so much on what you're doing what does it matter no you know? i mean we are but um yeah we are in the lehigh valley brewers guild which is a group mm -hmm. of you know you know there's a number of breweries from around the valley who are involved in this and um we've been you know kind of communicating back and forth and trying to help each other out like you know can we grab some crawlers from you guys and how can we organize something where we can get a mass amount and we all kind of pick from there like basically just trying to help each other out and give each other insight and we're not all the same size but we're all in this locally together so it's very important to you know make sure that we still have that camaraderie going and that support happening so yeah we we've been we've been in contact for sure and so uh, before we let you go what's yeah. if you had to drink one weyerbacher beer only one you're stuck on a deserted island oh boy and you can only get one <laughs> weyerbacher beer oh and i have a There's question too after this Okay. Well, actually, let me think on that for a second, because there's been quite a few, and I, it's hard for me to choose right. one. Now, I have a question. Let me think about sure. What beer do you like that you would be humiliated if your coworkers knew you drank? Do you have any? If, if they knew about it? Yeah. Like, do you hide any, like, beers from your friends? Because... Or do you not be, care? I'm going to be so honest with you. Like, I'm not even lying. I am not ashamed. Because that's anyone. how I feel. Uh, because I, I used to care more, like, you know, with being new to, like, the brewing industry and stuff. I'm like, oh, it's craft brewing. Like, I can't let people know that, like, I'm, if I'm at my mom's house and she has a Coors Light, I'm going to drink oh, it. Like, they can't yeah, know. I hate that. You know, no, and I, I don't – I'm not a huge fan of that one, admittedly. But oh, I'm not ashamed to say what I like. There's, and, there's um, more heart and creativity in, in what a small brewing – company does like right. and, very, and, yeah absolutely and at one point with those big guys they probably shared that same stance but they you know right. they do what they do and they have their place and we have our place and let's let's just all drink beer you know you like what you like I on a hot so, day like golfing yeah. i love natty light and that's that's you man you do you know, my you. favorite you beer of all want. time is uh miller high life yeah, I mean, that, that one's a good standby. For like, sure. yeah. No, it's just a good. It's a good just sitting there doing nothing beer. You know. Well, yeah, it's like water. You know, it's just, <laughs> exactly. and that's water. okay. It's not. <laughs> yeah, good. no, that, I, I'm not fine. pretending it's good beer. It's just. Right. It's, it yeah, is I'm not. I just want to make it clear. I'm not trying to bash anyone or anything at all. I, bash Miller Lite. I don't think they're gonna care. But. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, Danielle. I've given all right, you the beer. The you're beer. on it. Okay. You're with you're with your volleyball Wilson. So, and you get. I think I I'm gonna have to go with Blithering Idiot, and it's not just because it's our year round um, or one of our it's most. It's eleven point eight or wait, I'm sorry, eleven point one, eleven point one percent. Still, 
strong. Yeah. It's hearty. Um, so yeah, that Mary Mugs is, is like eight percent. It's not it's even nine point three. Okay, why yeah. is it, why is it blithering idiot? Sell me on it. All right. Um, so basically, when I first turned twenty one, and maybe a little bit before that, I'm not going to go there. Um, I saw this beer and I tasted it, and it was something about like the figginess and the fruitiness. It just I, I don't. I just fell in love with it and. And then and I started working there and drank way too much of it and now I can drink it like once a year but you know it's 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 great it's a good one for sure. If you can only drink it once a year, you're going to be stuck on an island with it. That's the only thing you can have. So I can have like a micro sip. Yeah, she's going to ration it. She's not just going to drink it all. And, and then it's going to be flat and gross. Yeah, and gonna, and I'm on a deserted <laughs> island. Let me get wasted my first night here. Like, well, I'm listen, if, if you, you put me on the deserted island. I'd have to bring a lot of blithering idiot. I'd have to have to just get over it and drink it. Yeah, you know, it's fine. But it is a great. Listen, season. we're gonna tag. Yeah. I, people already know we're gonna tag you guys anyway. They know how to find Wirebacher, but we'll make sure. And yeah. you know, keep it up. Thank you. And we'll, we're. Like, I, I want to do everything around here, and one of those things, especially, is come up to Wirebacher and yeah. Spend well, some time. I can't wait till we can do that. That'll be awesome. Yeah. Danielle, cool. thank you so much. It was a lot of fun. Thank you guys. Yep. I'll see you later. Bye. All right. Bye.